0: And fan the flame. That's what we're going after, all right? May God get all the glory all year long in 2021. No matter the circumstance, I will look to my King. Well, hey,
1: church. Just excited to be with you here today. Excited to worship along with you. If you are joining us from home and online, I'm uh, Just excited to have you with us. We ask that you would stand, that you would just sing, sing out big. Uh, if you're here in person, wouldn't you stand now? If you're going to sing out big, we ask that you just mask up and uh, just protect those around you and love those around you. Let's praise our King. Lord, that's our prayer today, that you would be magnified in us today, that your name would be lifted high through all that we say and do, that you would be made famous through our words, through our actions, Lord, that people would not see us, but they would see you in us, that you would be magnified in us today. We love you. We praise you. We offer this service to you. In Jesus' precious, beautiful name, we pray it all. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat.
2: welcome to summit point church my name is mike Klofenstein. I'm the pastor of impact groups and on behalf of pastor tim and the rest of our staff and our elders we're just glad to have you here whether you're in person or worshiping with us online it's just great to be able to come and gather as a god's church amen and and to be able to come and lift him up and put him in the rightful place And so great to be worshiping with you guys today. Uh, We would love if right now, if you could um, take your phone out or if you're at home on the live stream, uh, click on the friendship register and just a couple quick steps of just letting us know you're here by putting your name uh, in there. And then also, aside from just letting us know you're here, which is great because we want to stay connected with you, we would love uh, to be praying uh, for for you. We are already doing that through the week, um, our staff, and we've got some other teams that are praying, but... Uh, we, just, we know this is a heavy time, and there's just a lot of things going I just look back at the past couple of weeks just in our own life and just friends and, and family, and uh, it, you just don't have to look uh, far um, to see something that's going on. And so we would love to be able to be bringing some of that stuff to God's throne on your behalf, if you'd let us know how we could be praying for you specifically. I'll do that at the back. If you, something comes up during the week, just go to our website and you can put it in. There's, a, there's always a place there to submit prayer requests. But let us know how we could be praying for you uh, today. So that's the Friendship Register. Um, we are hitting a new semester, and so we've got a few studies that I wanted to highlight this morning. Um, the first one is premarital. Uh, it's our premarital study. is starting next week. So if you're in here, you're listening online, and you are getting married here in the near future... Our, six, our eight-week premarital class is just a great, uh, great place to lay some foundation uh, heading into marriage and uh, get some truths, some really practical application uh, to really uh, put God in the rightful place as you enter into your marriage. And so if you're interested in that, uh, you can sign up online. That's an eight-week class uh, starting next week. It'll be in person at the 430 service. Uh, another study is our Faith Builders. Um, that is a great, uh, really just a foundational study for really any believer. You could have, you're maybe a new Christian. You may have known Christ for a long time. But there's just some great truths in there, some great foundational things to go over. It's a four week study. It's online, and so it's great. You, you can do it at your own pace, in your home, uh, just on the computer. But it covers different things like assur- assurance of salvation, um, is, is God's word uh, trustworthy, uh, victory over sin, just a lot of different things that are great truths to have, truths to understand. As a Christ follower. So sign up for that. And then the last one is for the ladies. Um, We have the women's study coming up. It's called, I want to make sure I get this right Upside Down Kingdom. It's going to be walking through Romans 12. Uh, There will be several different options. It's starting February 10th, it's a five week class. Our five-week study, there's a bunch of different options, so you can do it um, in person on Wednesday mornings or Wednesday evenings. There's also going to be some live stream, and there's going to be also just an online opportunity as well. A lot of different options for you, depending on what you're comfortable with, but uh, you don't want to miss this, ladies. Five weeks is going to be a great study walking through Romans 12, so you can sign up for all those things uh, online. So that's the studies, and then just uh, uh, one other quick announcement. Uh, Coming up in a couple weeks is a big football game. Uh you know, if you're if you're a Bears fan, you just gave up a long time ago and you'll just be watching for the commercials. If you actually or have any skin in the game, you'll probably enjoy the game. But anyway, all will have to say, two weeks, Super Bowl's coming up, okay? And uh, normally during the four thirty ser- we would have four thirty service. We're just gonna bump it back or earlier an hour at three thirty. Uh, so just a heads up there, two weeks. Super Bowl Sunday will be an hour earlier that week. We've got different ministries taking place and different Super Bowl parties going on, and so we just want to be sensitive to that, give them an opportunity uh, to still make the service and get to those events. So just one week, that's it, but Super Bowl Sunday, 4.30 service is at 3.30, okay? Everybody got it? Just making sure. I know, it's announcements, it's not that fun, but just have to get through it, guys. Okay, we'll get to to the good stuff here in a second. All right. Hey, uh, just one more thing. Um, Now we would typically be taking the time to hand out the offering, since we're not handing that out, but it is still an opportunity to give if you want to do that. There's several different ways. If you're in person, the ushers will be at the door on your way out if you want to give that in person. You can always give online through the website. Uh, If you're on the live stream, there's a give tab there, but um, some different options online. We just appreciate uh, just your partnership and what god's doing here in this church and you guys are super faithful and we just want to celebrate with you as we give so let me pray for the offering and let's just pray also for the rest of the service father we um we just come today and we're just excited to be able to worship and uh, god we we recognize that uh even in these uncertain times where you know things just seem on edge a lot um Things seem uncertain. Things seem just like who knows what's going to be next. And especially after last year and things don't seem to be changing much. God, we, we just want to recognize and we want to affirm as your children, as your sons and daughters, we want to affirm that you are sovereign. And God, you're in control of everything going on right now. You've seen down the road. You're not surprised. And God, we celebrate that today. Let, let that truth just pour over us for anybody that's fearful or anxious or God, even if even if somebody's angry about the situations right now, just, God, just remind us of who you are and that you're in control and that, God, you, you have a plan for all this. So, God, just let us, let your people be be ones that are speaking truth to a world that needs to hear truth, that we're speaking hope to a world that needs desperately needs hope more than ever. And so, God, shower us with your peace today. God, even let this time as we get into your word be a a refreshing time, a time to stir us up, to just get us excited about who you are and what you're doing. So God, we just pray for the time now as we get into your word. I pray you speak through Pastor Tim, and we thank you for the the gift of your word, and we thank you for his faithfulness to teaching. Just speak to him, speak through your word in a mighty way to us today. And then, Father, we just want to commit these gifts that that we're giving today to, to, to your work, and and uh, just to, to the work of this church, we want to proclaim the hope that we have through Christ. So God, take them and use them for that work. We, we commit this service to you. And God, I just pray for these people here today. God, if there's something that needs to be heard and encouragement, God, that your spirit would just speak to every heart today in a powerful way. God, we love you. And we commit this service to you. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen.
3: My anthem, Lord, when the world has fallen quiet, You stand beside me. Give me a song in the night, Jesus. I need.
0: thank you that you are before us, that you are behind us, that you have mercy, that you have grace, Lord, that we truly can celebrate you with all we've got. We are in awe. and So, Lord, we just give this time of worship to you. We ask that in this moment, Lord, may you stir us from the word, Holy Spirit, move mightily, powerfully. May we truly know you deeper and richer. May we go out into this world ready to worship you with all we've got. It is in the saving, healing, redeeming name of Jesus we pray these things. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Well, it's great to be here with you guys and uh, great to be celebrating whether online or in person. Man, we serve the king of the universe. His name is Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, Don't miss it, man. There is a reason for our worship. It is our King and Savior. And uh, man, as we're walking through this series, Fan the Flame, we're talking about what it looks like to get our hearts on fire for Him, to be able to worship Jesus, to be able to remember Him in every facet of our life, not just on Sundays, not just for an hour, Not just for a moment, somewhere along the way in the week when maybe something good happened or even when something bad happened, all of a sudden he comes to our mind, we praise for a moment and then we move on. Not, everybody say, not that. Like, how do we give our lives to our King throughout the whole week? What does that look like? fan the flame as we take that metaphor of beginning to put oxygen to the already heated up coals so that the flame ignites again and is hot, passionate, fire-ridden. Man, may we go after Jesus Christ. How do we do that? That's what each of these weeks is, and we're going to be walking through the book of 2 Timothy, seeing Paul's challenge To Timothy, who is a pastor over the church of Ephesus, and he's given him a challenge on how to be able to lead that church. And uh, today's sermon, very specifically, is about remembering Jesus, much what the offering song sang to. May we celebrate Jesus. May we place Him at the center. May we long for and recognize that we need Him. Everybody just say, I need Him. Man, louder and bigger. Man, we need Jesus Christ. We need Him. May we recognize that. May we give our all to Him. May He get all the glory. All right? So turn with me, if you will, to Second Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 4. Second Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 4. And as we get started here, point number one, stay focused and disciplined as you run hard after Jesus. Stay focused and disciplined as you run hard after Jesus. And, uh Paul's speaking very specifically here to the challenge of uh, keeping our discipline, keeping our passion for Jesus Christ. So here we go, jumping in in verse 4, he says, No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Now, if you remember last week as we closed it out, he used the metaphor of a good soldier. And he's like, for those following Jesus Christ, we are like good soldiers. Now he continues it on. He says, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits. Like, you grasp what you're there for. If you're a good soldier, you know what's going on. And uh, maybe let's put it this way. The soldier recognizes that he's not there to please the world. He's not there to please the whining ones around him. He is there to please the one who has placed him in his responsible position. He is there to please the one who enlisted him. He knows who his commander is. The good soldier is aware of who's in charge. And may we be committed to his command. Not listening to what the world has to say. Not listening to what the whining is around us, but grasping what Jesus Christ wants, where He calls us, where He sends us, may He get all the glory. He's ultimately in charge. Let's put it this way His world, His plan, His glory, Jesus Christ. Man, if we're going to be soldiers for Christ, we've got to grasp His world, His plan, His glory. May I ultimately put him in charge of my life, his command. And um, this world loves to scream out loud and to try to distract with as much voice as can be brought. Don't kid yourself. You're not here to make the world pleased with your choice. May Jesus Christ be pleased with how you walk and how you talk and how you worship him. Ready? And all of God's people said, Huge deal, and uh, he's going to go through three analogies here. The first one is the soldier. The second one, now he says, an athlete is not crowned unless his unless he competes according to the rules. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. And uh, there's rules for an athlete. Rules in preparation, and uh, there's rules in play. I was looking some things up on athletes and competition this week, kind of landed on the Olympic theme. We'll stay with it a little bit in point number one here. But uh, with the Olympic theme, in the original Olympics, you know, you go back 100 plus years, whatever, as they kind of restarted the Olympics, they made a rule. They said the only ones who can compete in the Olympics have to have practiced for at least 10 months first, 10 months minimum of trying to have it together, whatever it is, and then you could come together and compete. Let's make sure that we're looking at some of the best of the best. Let's make sure that we're watching those compete who actually have been trying for a while, right? And a huge deal, the Olympics, there was a rule in preparation and then obviously a rule when it came to play, when whichever uh, event they were in, there were rules around it. And I love watching some of the Winter Olympics and uh, get fired up about watching some of those. One of my favorites is actually watching the uh, short track speed skating. And uh, man, it is unhooked. They start out and it looks like they don't know that they're supposed to win. You know what I'm saying? When they start out and they're just kind of like coasting and like, dude, I could beat them right? And they're kind of going along and all of a sudden as they get around one lap or two and it's time to get down to that last lap, all of a sudden they go full tilt and they are cranking through there. Often there are accidents, that makes it fun to watch, but often they are colliding into each other and trying to follow the rules, but they're bumping into each other. I thought, what are the rules of speed skating? So I looked it up. Did you know that there are 38 pages of rules for Olympic speed skating? That is a lot of rules, man. I thought the rules were like, don't push the guy next to you. Start when the gun goes off. He who crosses the line first wins, right? Like that's kind of it. No, there's like 38 pages on how to prep and different things that go on with the skates and everything and a huge list of details. And he's like, man, that's true all the time for any athlete. We got to know the rules. Rules for preparation, rules for participation. We've got to be able to abide by those. He's like, there is no reward for the one who doesn't follow the rules. Man, if you break the rules, you're out. And uh, he's like, just so we know, as followers of Jesus Christ, we need to know what he's talking about. The one who's in charge, his command, how is he asking us to prepare? How is he asking us to participate in this world that he might get the glory? Ultimately, rewards are talked about in Scripture. Not like we should be motivated to get the reward and that's it we're motivated for his glory but there are rewards and he's like just so we're clear if we're not participating according to the rules well there is no reward at the end and uh it's a huge deal there's an honoring that comes in following through with the guidelines and the rules that are put in place and jesus christ is the commander who puts them in place those are the first two illustrations put together he's in charge Let's follow what he has to say. Like, that's what he's talking about. And uh, let's be committed to his command. Let's be committed to his rules. And now, the third illustrate it says, It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. There's a diligence in caring for the crops, there's a diligence in harvesting the crops. There's a hard work that goes into making sure that everything is in the right balance with the right water and all of that stuff going into it, taking care of throughout the whole course of the season. And in the midst of that diligence, then comes reward. And he's like, the first fruits should be going to the one who actually got the crops to do well. The one who was helping it to grow. And, and he's like, there's a, an honoring that goes in that. And for farmers who partnered together, especially back in this era and this time that Paul was writing in, there was sort of a who got first dibs on the fruits. And that had a lot to do with who was working hardest and who was working most diligently. He's like, let's make sure we are committed to our effort. Man, we can know who's in charge. We can know the rules and we can be dragging our feet the whole time and not really engaging at all. He's like, not that. May we know who's in charge. May we grasp what he's asking us to go after and may we go after it with all we've got. And all of God's people said, it's a huge deal that we do. And, and he's like, well, consider this. Think over what I say. He's talking to Timothy here. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. This is that ultimate parent move where maybe maybe he knew that Timothy was going to have a little bit of resistance to one of these metaphors. I'm not sure. But in some way, he's like parenting and he can tell that they don't get it. You know, the kind where you're like, this is the way it's going to go down. And you can see in your child some rebellion coming. Maybe a little bit of rolling of the eyes, whatever it is. And you're like, think about it. Jesus will make it clear to you that I am right, right? Like the ultimate parenting move. That's kind of what he just said. He's like, think about it. Spend time with your God. He's going to make clear that these things are so true, that he is in charge, that there are guidelines and rules, and that we should be going after it with all we've got. Man, lay yourself before your God and let him give you understanding. Notice where the understanding comes from. From God to us. All too often, we try to own this world and we try to develop our own understanding. He's like, make sure you're grasping God's understanding. And I just thought it might be good to stop and camp on that topic for just a moment. So, uh, top four ways that I can know what God wants. Top four ways that I can know what God wants. This is super important. Because a lot of times we'll hear a message or we'll read a passage or we'll, you know, be thinking through something and then all of a sudden we just start to get a, uh, an inkling and we want to go after it. And how do I know that that's what God wants, right? Top four ways that we can think through something and know that this is what God wants. Here we go. Number one, uh, the Bible confirms it. Man, God will not contradict himself. He's, he doesn't say one thing in the word and then whisper to you to do the exact opposite. Not that. I Everybody say, not that. Dude, the Bible will be a super crystal clear directive as to how to go after or where to go after things. Make sure you're following God's word. God will always affirm the scripture, okay? So, top shelf, easy start. Make sure you know the word. Make sure you're digging into the word. See what God's word has to say, all right? And, uh, Bible confirms it. Number two, uh, talk to godly followers. Get some input from people who are godly followers. Notice I did not say followers. I said godly followers. Make sure you're talking to somebody who has their walk with Jesus Christ on fire. They know who Christ is. They know what he says into their life. They are mature in their walk, and they're willing to be able to help and share with you. Get some advice from those who know Jesus Christ, and they're following them with all they've got. Man, a huge step is input. Now, for the record, if their input contradicts Scripture, they're less godly than you thought. Move on, right? Don't let it contradict Scripture. Always God's Word first, and then I'm talking to godly counsel. They need to be able to reflect on, here's what God's Word says. Here's the best way to go after it. May God's Word be lifted up, right? Huge deal. God's Word, godly counsel from friends, And now we get into ones that can get a little tougher. Number three, uh, listening to your conscience. Grasping what inside of yourself is screaming out, this is what's right, this is what's good. Now be careful with this because we can have a seared conscience. Uh, What we tend to sense as right or wrong may be completely off, completely whacked, and we do have to be cautious with it. All too often, we tend to run first and foremost off of what we would call in America today, gut feel. And really what that means is, I thought about what I want. I have a conscience screaming inside, maybe seared, maybe completely out of whack. And in the midst of all my feelings, this is the way I'm going. And we just go for it. That's gut feel. And we gotta be super careful with that. That can be really misdirected. Guidance from God's word. Guidance from godly friends that puts it into the absolute so that when we get to the subjective, like conscience or that inner voice kind of stirring as to what um, you have a sense of right and wrong to be, um, it gets a little more guided then, right? Conscience. And then lastly, uh, even tougher yet, listening to the Holy Spirit stir. Listening to the Holy Spirit stir. I'm just going to tell you that if you are not deep into God's word, if you are not deep into prayer, If you are not taking time with your king, it's going to be super hard to tell when it's the Holy Spirit stirring. In fact, it will be almost as hard to tell if it's the Holy Spirit or a really bad meal you had last night. Like honestly, super difficult to be able to tell. Is this a spiritual pressing in from my God? The only way you're going to know that is spending camped out time with your king. Knowing what his word says, knowing how he's moving, recognizing that he will never contradict himself, and hearing what the Holy Spirit has to say in, around, and through the topic. By the way, if the Holy Spirit is somehow affirming that you are 100% right, and the person you're fighting with is 100% wrong, that is not the Holy Spirit talking. And all of God's people said, that wasn't even close to loud enough, and all of God's people said... Dude, it's a huge deal. Like, we do have stuff to deal with. And as soon as we start thinking through things and we think we've got a spiritual innuendo from God that I am 100% correct, uh, that's definitely me talking to myself. And uh, be careful. The subtleties of the inside talk, the subjective talk, can really mislead us. God's word anchored the counsel of godly friends. Paul's like, take some time to think through this. God will give you the understanding. He'll help you to know where in the scripture. He'll help you to know what a good friend has to say. He'll help your conscience to begin to be soaring and properly understanding and the Holy Spirit will be whispering in with all the direction you need. There's other things that we could put down, but these are a great top four to be going after it. Some subjective, some objective in the midst of it. May we grasp this that He is the commander, that He has rules and guidelines to go by. And ultimately, in the end, our effort put in play in that way will give Him the honor and the glory. May we grasp what God is teaching and where he is directing, right? So that said, like I told you, I was looking at some uh, athlete kind of illustrates this past week and ran into some Olympic stuff. So I wanted to just share this Olympic illustrate with you. Uh, Winter Olympics 2018, so a couple years ago. Um, The guy's name is Alexander Krushelnitsky. Alexander Krušelnitsky, I actually wrote it down the way it sounds, not how you actually spell it, so that I will say it correctly. Alexander, Alexander Krušelnitsky, and uh, he was stripped of some medals. He had some bronze medals taken from him uh, in the 2018 Winter Olympics, and uh, because of what they call doping, he had some um, meds in him, he had some uh, different chemicals in him that were performance enhancing. They increased the performance. And uh, it gave him more strength, it gave him more speed, those kinds of things, right? And so they did some tests, they found it, he ended up getting busted, lost his bronze medals. The uh, event that he competed in was curling. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? When you're on the ice, and you're holding on to that thing with the little handle, and you go like this. that's curling. Not with a lot of skill, but that's curling, right? And then there's one other part to it. You get out in front of that thing as it's going, and the other guys, they go like this, and they sweep really fast. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you are looking at me like I'm weird. Do you, have you seen this? Okay, so you're sweeping really fast. It kind of heats the ice up. It helps it to glide through. And then when you want it to slow down, you like pull up and it'll kind of hit the rougher ice, the colder ice, and it'll slow down. And they're trying to control getting it just into the right spot. Curling. Somehow this guy's thought was, I need the edge. (laughs) And so they started talking about it. It literally became this argument. Somebody said, there's no way he didn't actually do this. How could it have helped him? Nobody in curling is going to actually try to take performance enhancing meds. Not going to happen, right? And so they started arguing that way. And then two people came out and said, have you looked at what was written about him just recently? This is what was written. There is nobody that sweeps like Khrushlnitsky. I don't know, man. I'm just telling you, super fast sweeper. And like, he could go at it, he was doped up. He's like, yeah, right? And they're like, how does that guy sweep like that, man? How does he do that? And he ended up taking the bronze. I think he needed more doping, I don't know. Somehow he only took the bronze, doped up, totally not worth it, completely embarrassed. Russia was humiliated, bronze medals taken away, why? Because he needed a little bit of an edge and he decided not to listen to who was in charge or the rules. He was just going to go after performance and honor for himself. Down with that plan. Man, can we grasp that's exactly what Paul is saying? There are rules, there are boundaries, there are guidelines. Let's stay within it. Let's go after worshiping our God with all we've got. He is the commander. There are rules for prep. There are rules for participation. Lord, may we engage in this in a way that points to you and honors you. Lord, may I not take a shortcut that somehow tries to draw attention to me. Because we truly do look as foolish as the curler trying to get a little performance enhancing moment. When we try to get the attention to self... In the moment we're doing things we know we couldn't do without the King's enablement and transformation of our heart and all of God's people said, it is the savior at work in our lives. It is Jesus Christ, our King, who we worship. May he truly get all of our dedication and focus all the way. So simple question, who's your commander? And do you know what guidelines and rules he's asking you to live by? How's your effort? Are you pouring it in for the king? Point number two. Remember Jesus and sacrifice all for his glory. Remember Jesus and sacrifice all for his glory. He says, Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel. Remember Jesus Christ. Like value him. Praise him. Worship him. Throughout your week, no distraction. He is your center focus. Man, it's easy when the workplace gets cooking. When there's a lot of stress, when your boss is upset and wants something that you either didn't realize or didn't deliver quite the way you wanted, when the people around you are dragging it down with a temperament or a tone, it's easy for us to stop thinking about Christ and to start thinking about how this world is pressing in in a way I don't like. He's like, remember Jesus Christ. Throughout your week, throughout your day, no matter what's going on, I'm at home and I'm taking care of the kids. Lord God, may I worship you as I'm the best caretaker for my kids that I possibly can be. May you get all the glory. It's like, remember Jesus, value him, praise him, worship him. And then he gives some statement about how we can celebrate him as the spiritual king of the universe. He's like, risen from the dead. Know this man, Jesus Christ, he is alive. Jesus Christ, he is perfect. He clothed himself with humanity. He was taken to a cross and he willingly gave his life up for you and for me to cover our sin, to pay for our debt. But he didn't stay there. He is alive. There is power in the name of Jesus Christ. There is life giving power. There is power in my king. No one equals him. There is power. Everybody just say power. power. Man, don't miss it. Jesus Christ, he is the God of the universe with all power. And then he says he is risen from the dead, the offspring of David, meaning he is from the bloodline lineage. He has kingship rights. There is authority with him. Man, hear this. He is Messiah Savior. He is the answer from the Old Testament. He is the one who brings hope. Jesus Christ, Messiah King. He has authority, He's in charge. He doesn't just have power, He has position. Jesus Christ. It's about His authority. I really just say authority. authority. Don't miss it. His power and His authority are why we come to Him. He's in charge. May he be the God of the universe in each of our lives. He says, as preached in my gospel and uh, his perfection, Jesus' perfection, Jesus' sacrifice, Jesus' covering of sin, Jesus forever in charge as King of kings and Lord of lords, the gospel truth. We serve the King of the universe. And while so much of this physical world is easy to get wrapped up into the physical nature of the physical world, the reality is the spiritual king of the universe has a plan for all of eternity. He's in charge. Man, are we willing to worship that king? He says, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. Bound with chains as a criminal. Paul, he's like, I am in jail. Why? Why? Well, because I violated man's law. And uh, he's like, I'm guilty of violating man's law. I pointed to Jesus Christ. And uh, that became the rule at the time. No more talking about Jesus in any way. And Paul's like, well, that's not going to happen. And as he spoke of Jesus Christ, uh, he ended up being taken to prison. And uh, please hear me. There was a complete limitation. He was in no way anywhere at any time really allowed to speak about Christ. There was this massive limitation. And uh, man, when somebody asks you to follow a few guidelines on how to speak or where to speak about Christ, take advantage of that and speak in that way or in that place. We have the freedom right now to speak of Jesus Christ openly and to go after it with our King. And there may be certain environments where, like in your workplace, focus on your work, but there are times during uh, breaks or whatever where you might be able to share your faith. Man, honor what they're asking you to honor. Follow Christ with all you've got. Look at what we're going after. Paul was called to be able to share of Christ, but they gave him no place to do it. So he shared out and they put him in prison. He's like, yeah, I broke man's law, but God's law? No, I'm a faithful soldier. I'm an athlete. I'm a farmer. I know who's in charge. I know his rules, and I'm working with all diligence. I'm in. I'm in. And uh, and these are hard circumstances, but all for God's glory. Paul's like, yeah, I'm suffering for this truth, and I'm happy to do it. Notice he says... I am in chains as a criminal. And then he says, but but the word of God is not bound. He's like, I am physically chained. And yet, I am physically chained, but not the gospel. He's like, I'm watching people get saved all over the place. I'm watching people come to Christ because the Spirit's moving. He's shaping in this world. I'm telling you that while they try to limit, it just explodes. By the way, have you ever noticed that? That when you see countries that are having more and more duress, more shaping, more trying to cap the gospel, that's when the church seems to flourish and explode. How is that? Why is that? Well, There's a lot of different thoughts to it. One is God's working. That's the easy one. But another is people start to grasp what's to be valued, where I should be going, what I should be standing up for. And man, the church just takes off. And a huge deal. Paul's like, just so you know, yeah, I might be bound in chains, but the gospel is not, praise God, people are getting saved. And i love to be able to hear it. You can't stop the spreading of the word, man. You... Uh, You've heard a number of different statements in this church over the past year, man. God's been doing a ton of work. And while we've been locked down and we've needed to stay in our homes and we've had to get creative about how to get the word out through online, we've had well over 150 people come to trust Christ in this last year alone. Man, that's a huge deal. We got, amen, man. We got to grasp that. Paul's like, it doesn't matter how they lock it down. The truth of Jesus Christ, his power, his authority, he is commander, he is ruler, he is king. And as we follow him, we will see lives altered forever. May God get all the glory. That's privilege. It's like the word of God is not bound. Therefore, and when we see the therefore, we say, "It's like because the gospel cannot be bound, Because the gospel cannot be stopped, because there may be awkward circumstance that comes on us, but it doesn't change that God is powerful, -powerful, all-powerful, all-authority king. It doesn't change that. And so we follow him. He says, because of all that, therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. Uh, I endure everything. Are those words you're comfortable saying? Dude, those are some pretty hardcore words. I endure having to take the dog out. Right? That became my job. With Jonna having the foot issue, now I have to take Toby out morning, noon, night, and middle of night. It's my job to take the dog out whenever he decides, oh, yeah, I forgot. I should have done something when I was out there. So my job is to take Toby out. And uh, like, do. am I ready to endure in all things? Those are s- some of the smallest, silliest little things derail us. Man, are you ready to go after your Savior in any circumstance? Are you ready to worship your King in everything? That is a huge calling. And. Uh, my God can, my God will. Even if my God doesn't, I will worship him in everything. Dude, that's some hardcore calling to worship. May we point to his power. May we point to his authority and may we never get derailed. And all of God's people said, huge deal. He says, uh I am fired up about the elect getting saved, the elect coming to trust him. He says, with eternal glory. It's a forever joy and a forever hope. This eternal glory from the elect, the ones that God is calling and drawing out, whom the Father draws, will come. And in the midst of the privilege of being a part of that, we get to see God at work in it, and it affects forever. He says, this saying is trustworthy. This saying is trustworthy, like you can count on this. Bank on these words. Here we go. This is kind of a a quote, a poem from the time, maybe even a hymn, if you will, from the time. A few statements about Jesus Christ. It says, if we have died with Him, we also live with Him. If we have died with Jesus Christ on the cross, our sins buried and covered because of Him, then we also live. We are raised with him where there is death with christ there then is life with christ and all of god's people said life man don't miss it the point with christ is life and he says uh, if we endure we also reign with him if we endure uh, we will also reign with him Man, we have the privilege of forever serving with christ he's in charge He'll give us various guidance and direction. He's like, hey, I'm going to have you over this. This is where I'm going to have you responsible. I'm going to ask you to lead and run and direct this. There's going to be thoughts about how I want it done. I'm in charge. But are you willing to do this with me and for me? And we're going to have privilege in the kingdom for whatever it is that's handed across. However small to however great. Lord God, I'm ready to endure right now. And I'm ready to serve and reign with you forever. You're in charge. Man, huge privilege. He says, if we deny him, well, then he will deny us. And those are harsh words. Those are true words. Don't miss it. Are you toying around with who is commander in your life? And if we deny Jesus Christ, you don't have the power. I don't believe you're risen. You don't have the authority. I I don't believe you're in charge. Man, I'm separating from you. I'm doing whatever I want. Man, if we deny him, then his blood shed at the cross is not used to cover what we owe. And our eternity is set by our choice as we move away from him. That is a tragic moment. May we not deny Jesus Christ, his power, his authority. You're in charge, God. That's saved. That's exactly what Romans 10, 9 and 10 says. Are we willing to believe he is risen, power, and confess him as Lord, authority? Are you saved? Man, don't deny Jesus Christ. Don't push it off. If it's been pushed off until today, make right now and right here the time. May he truly be king. And then he says at the end, and if we are faithless, he remains faithful. Man, this following through, this enduring along the way, this perseverance, please hear me. It's not all on us. Like some will teach, I get saved by my own works and I maintain my salvation by my works. That's not at all what it says. It says we're the elect. We're drawn in. He's teaching us who he is. We're simply responding and accepting that. That's true then. And as we embrace that, it says his faithfulness will maintain us through to the end. His faithfulness, while I might be found faithless. In the moment I'm shattered, in the moment I'm rocked, in the moment this thing I thought I could endure, I no longer can endure. Lord God, it's knocking me down. He's like, I'm right here with you. You are not alone. His faithfulness, you are not alone. Jesus Christ, as he lifts up both in the here and now, the broken here and now, and forevermore, he is our king. And all of God's people said, Man, may we know this. This is trustworthy. He is Savior. He is Lord. He has died for us. He has risen for us. May we embrace who He is and celebrate Him as our God. May He get all the glory. May we remember Jesus Christ as commander, as provider, as the one who gives the guidance and the rule and even the ability to do. May He get all the praise. And all of God's people said, Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we do come before you and we thank you and we're in awe of you and we're stunned by you. Lord, we thank you for your power and we thank you for your authority. We thank you for the privilege of knowing you. You are glorious man, just right where you are, thank your God for his power and his authority. Just lay it all on the line. Man. And maybe you're here today and, and you've never given your life to Christ. And make right here and right now the time where you're just like, Lord Jesus, I do believe you have the power. You're alive. You're risen. And Lord Jesus, I do believe you have the authority. You're king. You're in charge. I give you my life. And just right where you are, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I'm in. No more denying. No more playing around. I'm in. You are my savior. And I'm trusting you. And just tell them that right where you are. Don't miss this opportunity. Maybe you know that you've been more faithless than faithful. And just saying, Lord God, I am in. No more toying around. May you give me the strength and the power. I'm going to lean in with endurance for your glory. May I right what's wrong. Please forgive me. Amen. And just right where you are, getting it right with your God, may he truly get all the celebration. I'm just going to ask you to go ahead and stand right where you are. We've got a song to sing to our king. I'm going to close this in prayer. Just go ahead and stand up. Let me close in prayer and then we'll sing to him. Lord Jesus, we do thank you. We're amazed by you. We're in awe of you. Lord God, we do hand ourselves to you. You can have everything. Nothing held back. You're in charge. Please take it all. No toying around. You have all the power. You have all the authority. Lord God, we praise your name. It is in the saving name of Jesus I pray these things. And all of God's people said.
3: Cause you can have it all, Lord. Every part of my world Take this life and breathe all oh. This heart that is now yours You can have it all Every part of my world Take this life and breathe on This heart that is now And The joy I found, surrendering my cries at the feet.
0: commander. God, I grasp you're in charge, I hear your rules, and I long to give my all to you. You can have it all. Your power, your authority, you're my king. And all of God's people said, man, man." May we go out this week fired up to worship Jesus Christ. Like a soldier in battle, Like an athlete in competition, like a farmer in harvesting, may our God get all the glory.